All right. All right, so live. Are we live? Yeah, live. Live, as Marco Montemagno says, live. <laughs> so hi, Raffaele. Uh, first of all, I uh, just want to tell you that we are honored to have you here. Um, we are very happy to have you here. And um, uh, I, I know that you uh, published a book. Um, you published a book lately called L'arte e la pazienza, the art of patience, if we want to translate that. And uh, I, I really liked it. But before talking about your book, I would like to, to ask you uh, if you'd like to introduce yourself, because uh, most of us know you, but maybe some of us don't. So, um, so who are you? What do you do for a living? Uh, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks. Uh, well, thanks, Paolo. First of all, thanks for inviting me here tonight. So uh, my name is Raffaele Gaito uh, and I do a lot of stuff. So <laughs> I'm an entrepreneur, basically. I'm a digital entrepreneur. Uh, I'm a content creator. So I have a, like, a YouTube channel, uh, a podcast, a blog, a newsletter and a lot of stuff. I love creating content. Uh, I basically create content about, um, I would say, digital marketing, uh, growth hacking, and uh, startup and innovation. Those are like my main topics uh, at the moment. Uh, I also write books. Latte della Pazienza is actually my fourth book. Um, Hi, guys. And, and it's uh, about, about patients, as, as you said before. Uh, and what else? Uh, I teach. Um, I'm, a co I'm, I'm both a coach and a teacher. Uh, I work with uh, startups, uh, with SMEs, and we also with big company, uh, big companies in you know several industries, uh, as a consultant and as a teacher. Uh, and I also have a, an online academy. Uh, two years ago, I launched a Growth Program. is an online academy for people and companies and you know freelance and uh, entrepreneurs that want to uh, learn growth hacking, uh, like you know for real. That's me okay. in a nutshell. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, great. Yeah, I was asking you about the academy, you know, because I know that you have an academy, so I just wanted to ask you. But, you know, so, okay, so you wrote this book called The Art of Patience, L'arte e la pazienza, and I know that uh, I, I watched your TED several times, uh, that, it, that it was called, that it was also about patience, right? Because yeah. you talk yeah. about patience and being patient. So um, my question, my first question for you, uh, how did you come up with this idea of talking about patience? I mean, um, is it something that you started to talk about patience because um, it's, I don't know, it's something like you needed to some, uh, when, when you started, you needed someone to tell you that you, that you should have been more patient or uh, I don't know, maybe a lot of clients just are not patient enough and you wanted to, to start <laughs> talking about it? Uh, well, I, I would say that probably there were uh, several reasons for that. Um, I mean, the TED talk uh, was, I think, 2017, something like that, probably. I don't remember exactly the, the day, uh, but uh, it was inspired by um, a blog post that I wrote on my blog in 2016. So it's been like uh, five, six, seven years that I'm talking about patients online, basically. Uh, and it is somehow related to the work that I do with companies. Uh, as I said before, I'm a consultant, I'm a coach, I work in innovation, I work with startups, I, I work in digital marketing. And what I realized is that, uh, you know, before teaching people how to use tools, uh, you know, before talking about 
tactics and strategies and tips and tricks and tools, uh, you have to work on mindset. That's an important part of the whole process as a consultant and as a, as a coach. Uh, and it was pretty new for me. I mean, uh, for my whole life, uh, my main topics were, I would say, you know, pretty uh, technical stuff. As I said before, talking about tools and strategies, you know, automations and, and, and tactics. Uh, but it was not enough. It was not enough. That's what I realized, uh, you know, a few years ago. And that's when I started to talk about also, uh, you know, the, 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 the mindset, the main topic uh, of the mindset. When I talk about mindset, I mean, you know, I mean the approach, basically, the way you work in your company, the way you work in your project. If you want to change a company, you have to change the way people think. If you want to change a company, you have to change the mindset of the people working in the company. That's why I started talking about patients, because if you work in innovation, uh, if you work online, uh, well, you need a lot of patients. I mean, you start a project today, uh, but you need like, I don't know, two, three, four years before, you know, seeing some some results. Uh, and that's the main I think that's the main uh, that's the main point of my whole book is the idea of understanding how valuable is our time and then you just need time for success that's the thing you know it's that there, there is no silver bullet there is no shortcut there is no you know magic recipe for success online or offline and that's what i'm trying to say to my clients and my students in the last couple of years and that's why i wrote the book the book is mainly inspired by the tedx uh, but uh, there is, you know, uh, new material inside, uh, you know, case studies, uh, a lot of books and, you know, papers and, and a lot of extra resources if you want to really learn how to be patient. Uh, because the thing I believe, the, the main thing I believe in is that you don't have to be, you know, born patient. Uh, you can become patient. You can become a patient person. How? I, uh, you have to work on it. That's that's the thing. And I show in the book the whole process, you know, how to work on, on your patients. Yeah, I think one, one interesting stuff um, uh, in your book is that you said you can train patients. And yes. so for that, you can just, for example, try to read a long book. Okay. You can just try to start a project that you know that it will end in, I don't know, 10 years. And so I, I took your, your advice and I started Sapiens by Arari, which, was a, which is a book I was procrastinating on for, for months. <laughs> and then, I, then after your book, I said, well, maybe I should start reading uh, Sapiens by Arari. Did, I, did you finish? Oh, not yeah, yet. I did. Yes, I did. Okay. Yes, I did. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was a very good hint that I took from, from your book. No, it's very interesting that you know you you are um, you've been a content creator for years, okay? So uh, you 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 work with uh, uh, you know important um, uh, people. You you also uh, do great collaborations, like for example with Marco Montemagno. You had a live a while ago, and uh, and and you always. I mean, your main point in in your content is talking about mindset. You know. You just uh, talk uh, a little about technical stuff. Uh, I mean, not a little, but you know, you focus on on the mindset that you that you should have. So, um, uh, which kind of piece of advice would you give to a person who is uh, starting a project and maybe is I don't know scared to start or uh, has you know is procrastinating on something that 
uh, they want to do, but you know they, they cannot do it. Well, <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, well, I, I would say I would say that um, you know uh, the most important thing is to be I don't know to 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 realize to understand that you need time. Uh, every every time every time I mean for 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 the important stuff in our lives we need time. Uh, you know, if you want to grow in your company, you need time. If you want to find the real love, you need time. If you want to have success, you need time. If you want to have, uh, I don't know, if you want to be a good musician or a, a good, I don't know, football player or, I don't know, digital marketer or something else, you need time. So we, we live in this, uh, I don't know, this, this strange era, I would say, where, you know, uh, because of social media, uh, sometimes we think that uh, you can have, you know, success like in, in, a, in a moment. Uh, we scroll our, you know, uh, Instagram feed and we see a lot of people making huge money, you know, having uh, wonderful lives, uh, great car, great houses. But that's a lie. Uh, that's, that's the big lie that, you know, social media are telling us. Uh, you need to work hard uh, and you need time, you need patience. And, and also, you need to be, you know, uh, very persistent with your work. That's also an important piece of advice. And you need to learn how to make um, failure part of the process. That's also really important. And it's also a topic that I talk about uh, a lot in my book and in, you know, uh, most of my content. Because people most of the time are scared, you know, from, from, from failing, especially in Italy. Uh, you know, the mindset about failure is, is, is quite tricky, I would say. Uh, but it's, it's an important part of the process. Uh, when we can understand something from, you know, our, our failures. Uh, if we try to understand, uh, you know, what, what, what we missed, uh, what we did wrong, uh, how can we fix that in the future? So every time we fail, it's actually an important time for us to grow. Uh, you know, to become a better person and, and also better, I don't know, entrepreneur or something else. Yes. And uh, yeah, talking about failure, um, you wrote somewhere, probably in your book, yeah, you talk about uh, one of your failures when you organized a course on LinkedIn, probably, <laughs> and, then, and then nobody show, showed up to this course. Yeah, you know? zero people. <laughs> so would you, like, would you like to tell us about you know, your, this failure that you had and what did you learn from this failure? Uh, yeah, it was, it was really bad. It was really bad. Um, it was a few years ago. I, I don't remember exactly, like probably uh, six or seven years ago. Or something like that. So it was. It was. It was actually the first time I was organizing a, you know, a class. Uh, it was a class about about LinkedIn. Uh, it was a a, a whole weekend. Uh, I was working with a friend of mine. Uh, you know, we were both super passionate about you know the whole LinkedIn um, platform ecosystem. So the idea was to have like a full immersion of today uh, with people working on their profile. You know how to create content, how to build a great network on LinkedIn, you know, tips and tricks to work with the platform in a better way. Uh, it was my first experience uh, doing something like that. Uh, and, and well, as, as you said before, um, I just got, you know, zero uh, people showing up for, 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 for the course, for the class, like zero. I mean, nobody paid for it. Uh, nobody, nobody signed up for it. Uh, and it was really hard. I mean, at the moment, it was really hard for me. It was it was also important 
uh, it was also important, but at the beginning it was really hard. Uh, you know, the when you fail so big, I mean, I didn't have like uh, two or three people, I had zero. So it was pretty big, you know. <laughs> As a first experience, I said, oh my God, this is not, never going to work. I mean, I, I cannot do it, this, uh, not, not now, you know, not ever. Never ever again, but uh, I'm, I mean, today uh, that's what I do. Uh, mostly I teach. So, uh, so probably the most important thing that I learned in uh, in that you know big failure was to test your idea uh, before going live, and and that's basically what I do with with you know with the whole growth hacking methodology. It's about testing ideas, you know, testing stuff. Uh, before it's too late. So it's like a cheap and fast way to fail. That's probably the most important thing that I learned in, you know, with that uh, LinkedIn class. Uh, it's, it, I, I mean, it's it's really important. Uh, now for me, it's, I, I don't know, I, I do that every day, every single day when I want to launch a new project, you know, a new product, uh, when I'm writing a new book or, you know, creating something new, online courses, academy, and stuff like that. But at the time, it was pretty new for me, the idea of testing stuff, you know, before going live. And it's something really important that you should always do uh, when you are working on a project. Okay. Yeah, very interesting. I have a, one last question for you, and then maybe I let the guys ask you ask you some, some questions yeah. um, about, about what you do. And uh, um, my question is, uh, so you, you, you probably always, you always say that, you know, test, testing is important and, you know, you should experiment, you should test, you know, you should try to do stuff. You should be, uh, you shouldn't be snob about social media. Uh, you know, I, I watched your last, your, your, not your last, but, you know, your video about Clubhouse. Um, and, uh, and so you, you, you talk about testing, but, you know, testing requires a lot of, uh, I don't know, um, uh, a positive attitude toward towards failure, okay? Because testing, you you, you might fail, you will fail, you will certainly fail, and uh, and so do you do you think that uh, getting used to failure is a kind of habit that you can create, <laughs> or do you think that uh, I don't know some people can do it and some people not cannot? Uh, I would say the first one, it's an habit, it's an habit. Uh, I can say that because it worked for me. Uh, and I can also see the difference with my students and with my client. Uh, when you are at the beginning of this process, every time you fail, it looks like a, something very, you know, scary and, and big. And, oh my God, this is going to be the end of the world. Uh, it's not. <laughs> it's not the end yeah. of the world. It never is. Uh, so when you get used to it, because you fail like a lot, most of your time, basically, I, yeah. I would say 90% of your time, you just build a new habit and you realize that, you know, it's just part of the process. So you have like 10 ideas, probably nine of them are not going to work, but you just need a, a good one. Uh, and that's, yeah, that's basically building a habit, building a new habit. Probably there are people that, you know, uh, can do that, uh, I don't know, in a more easy way uh, because of the, because of, you know, the, 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 the place where they grew up. Uh, the family, the family values, they grew up mm -hmm. and there are probably some, you know, external factors that can help you building this kind of mindset, but you just need time, time and a lot of, a lot of failure. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So time is, is our most valuable asset probably. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is, it is, it is. I mean, uh, of course, when you feel, uh, I mean, when you have your first big failure, 
you are, I don't know, super sad. It's like the end of the world, as I said before. Oh my God, I, I don't love this job anymore. I, I don't love this feeling. You know, I don't want to feel in this way in the future. But after you, you know, you do that like, I don't know, four, five, six, I don't know, 10 times, just part of your job. Okay, I would ask you other the, a thousand questions, but you know, I, I think that you know it's it's important that everybody has the opportunity <laughs> to, to ask you questions. Okay, okay. Another if, question. if you have one more, I'm here, so feel free to ask. Yeah, yeah, please, guys, the last one, and then then, then I'll let you talk as well. <laughs> yeah, uh, one interesting uh, idea uh, that that you talk about a lot in in in, in your videos, and I have, uh, and I personally have some problems um, uh, accepting this idea is about competitors okay so you you always say that competitors are not enemies okay and that uh, you know uh, and another important thing that is related to competition is that when you have an idea you shouldn't keep the idea for yourself but you should talk about this idea okay so uh, was it difficult for you at the beginning you know to 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 have i mean when you have a great idea what do you do you talk uh, about this idea to colleagues or um, and are you scared that someone can steal you uh, this idea? I mean, what is your attitude towards that? Uh, I would say that the attitude changed a lot uh, during the last 10 years. I mean, today with, today with my job, so as a growth hacker, uh, as I said before, it's basically testing all the time, all the freaking time. I'm testing new stuff for me, for my clients, for my students. Uh, I'm testing a new product in these days, for example, a newsletter. Um, the idea of, uh, you know, people stealing uh, ideas, uh, it's something that it's probably part of us. I don't know. Uh, I don't know why, but, you know, everyone is scared about that. Uh, but it's not It's not really true. It's not really true. I mean, it never happens. And, and if it happens, the only thing that I try to think is that, you know, I'm not the owner of that idea. I mean, an idea is not something that you can possess, that you can own. That's the starting point for me. I don't possess my idea. They are just idea. In, I mean, if I have an idea right now, probably there is someone else in the world that has, is having the same exactly idea or it's working on it. Someone else in the world working on it in Brazil, in India, in the US, I don't know, somewhere else, people working on the same idea. So it's not about the idea. Uh, they say it's about the execution, and that's that's true. I mean, it's about the execution. It's how you, uh, you know, uh, you build the product or your, the service based on your idea. That's the main thing about it. And that's why I love talking about my ideas. And I say, I try to say to people, you know, you should not be scared about that. Talk about your idea because it's the, be it's the best way to, you know, to test it again. Uh, so you get feedback from other people. Uh, and you realize if it can work or, you know, it needs to be improved a little bit uh, or there's something that you are missing probably or there are people in the world already working on that idea. So I think it's, it's a really important, you know, it's one of the most important steps, uh, especially in the beginning of a new of a new project. That's why you should start you should you should start talking about your idea from the beginning. Thank you very much, Rafael. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. And yeah, okay, so guys, uh, if you have any question uh, for Raffaele about his book, about his work, about what he does, uh, well, just ask your questions so he's here to, to answer.
Yeah, I uh, for this uh, yeah. question for me. Um, uh, I appreciated the book, I read it. Um, and uh, I think it's important what you said about patience, uh, the, all the speech that we were making before, uh, because um, we are we don't have this kind of habit, uh, and there are a lot of stories, uh, and I think it's important because we are in a competitive uh, society, and um, there is a story in the first chapter that you use that is the one of Lisette. Uh, Calveiro, I think, that is almost my age, so it's uh, um, scary the fact that uh, a person with my age could uh, have uh, um, this uh, type of pressure, and uh, indeed I, I feel sometimes it, so um, I wanted to ask you, what would you say to a young people that feels uh, hmm. the fear of missing out uh, and because also talking with my colleagues at university it emerges that uh, we feel like uh, we are so stressed and we have no time at all so uh, how to handle it because uh, I think that patience is important but what would you say to a young people we are all young in this hmm. uh, uh, small talk so what would you say uh, th that's a good one. Uh, thanks, Chiara, for your for your question. Um, I will start uh, with this. Stop following people on social media that makes you miserable. That's the that's the first thing. Uh, as I said before, uh, this is the big lie that social media are are telling us today. So you know when we see when we scroll our Instagram feed and we see everyone having you know uh, a great life. Uh, success, money, houses and, and cars, we feel like we are the loser, uh, you know, we are late, uh, we are losing our shot, our, our, our time to get rich and to have success. So the, th the first thing I would say is to stop having them feeling, uh, stop following them. And also, it's important to realize there, you know, that it's, 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 not, a, it's not a race, it's not a race. It's not. I mean, it's uh, the, the only race that I'm doing is with myself. Uh, that I mean, this this part of the mindset helped me a lot in the past couple of years when I realized, you know, that I need, I, I didn't need to to compare myself, you know, with with other people on, online, with other content creators or, you know, or marketers or um, entrepreneurs in Italy, in the UK, in the US. Uh, we don't need to. We, we just don't need to. I mean, I, I just want to, you know, I want to be a better version of myself every day. That's it. I mean, I, I don't want to be better than someone else, you know, in, in, in Italy or in the US or in the UK. I don't want to make more money than, the, the, you know, I just want to be a better version of myself. Uh, I want to, I'm, I'm trying to improve every single day, you know, even if it's a little bit, but every single day I want to be a better version of myself as a person and as an entrepreneur. And I think that's that's the key in in most cases, you know, stop comparing yourself with with others. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, uh, there's no point in it. Thank you very much for this. Uh, this answer is a good suggestion. Yunif, I think that it's uh, difficult to put in practice because <laughs> it's extremely difficult. And maybe as you said in your book, it's all about habits. So, yeah, how important 
uh, work habits for your life uh, and uh, how to form them. You need time. You need time. You know, as we were saying before, uh, uh, this this kind of changes in our uh, in our lives, they are pretty huge. So it's not something that you can change, you know, like in a couple of days. Uh, you need time. Uh, and also try to give yourself uh, time. Uh, that's why you need to be patient. Uh, but the starting point is the, the, the thing I was saying before. I mean, if you see someone on Instagram that, you know, has a great life with a lot of money and with success, what's the point of comparing myself with them? I mean, we have two different histories, you know, uh, born in different countries, in different cities, in different families, uh, uh, you know, with, with different backgrounds. Uh, so it doesn't make any sense to compare, you know, our life to, 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 to others. Uh, that's, that's the starting point for me. Every single time I start from there. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I like this, these words uh, personally. You know, it's just a reminder for me uh, because you know, I, I, I listen to the, the... I follow Gary B. Okay, you know Gary B. Okay. Yeah. And I think that you said a lot of interesting stuff that also Gary B says. And, uh, and, and so it's, it's, it's cool to me. Every time I watch a, a video uh, from you or from Gary B, uh, it's, it's like a reminder, okay, for me and 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 for uh, the life I I want to build, basically. And yeah, but I, I don't want to 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 ask you other questions. I just want to, to, to ask. <laughs> uh, probably, because... probably the fact that uh, you know both uh, Gary V and, and me uh, and and other people out there, yeah. you know, other content creators, uh, we talk about this kind of stuff is because we we don't have to sell you a lifestyle we don't i mean my job is a different job uh, there are a lot of gurus out there that what they sell is actually a lifestyle so they are they are trying to say if you buy my stuff you can become like me you know i have a great house i have a lamborghini you know uh, i have a pool i don't know i have a boat you know this kind of stuff i don't care about this this stuff i, I mean i don't i don't so my, my job is a, a completely different kind of job i don't have to you know uh, sell you my lifestyle i don't want you to buy my courses so you can become me i don't that's why i say <laughs> just you know i don't give a shit about them that's that's the thing that's the thing and you should do the same <laughs> yes we all should do the same actually and uh and uh, yeah, so uh, guys, do you have any idea, uh, any other question, Jessica, Domenico? I don't know, guys. Do you have uh, some questions for for Rafaele? I know that Jessica does. Yes. Okay. Uh, hi, Rafaele. Uh, I uh, How do you figure out if you go to a project that you mentioned in your book, for example, the book of set guarding? Uh, and know your opinion. Uh, I think I lost you for a moment. Uh, can you say that again? Okay, I try it. Uh, so uh, I read in your book about the chapter about uh, the set Godin book, and mm. I would like to know how do you figure out if you should quit or stick to a project? Okay. Uh, uh, well, I mean, uh, for me, um, the important part of 
of the answer is uh, setting goals. So before starting a new project, a new idea, uh, as I said before, you know, I always like to run some tests and also it's important to have goals. Uh, and there is a, a whole chapter in the book about uh, how to, you know, how, how to have goals, uh, how to uh, with using also different tactics um, to manage your, your goals. Uh, goals and data are the keys for that. If you have, you know, great goals when you start a new project in the next months, in the next weeks, in the next years, you can have like, I don't know, a, a checkpoint, I would say several checkpoints in time and you can say, okay, let's stop for a moment and let's see if it, this is working or not. How can we see that observing the data? Uh, I mean, I know that everyone falls in love with, you know, their ideas. I do too. That's why I use data, you know, trying to, to balance the whole thing. So there is part of me, the romantic part of me that will, uh, you know, always think that, oh, this would be a, a great idea. This is going to be the best one. But there is also the analytical part of me that says, okay, let's stop for a moment and let's, you know, give a look at the data. And if you have good goals and if you have data, you can always understand if this is working or not, if you should give it a try of, or if you should just, you know, quit it. Goals and data. Thank you. And I have another question related to the book, and I would like to know writing this book. Uh, sorry, I, I lost you again. Can, can you repeat it? Can you hear me now? No. I don't know if it's my internet connection or yours, no. but no, I, I lost you for I lost you for a moment. I think Jessica has a problem with yes. with your Wi-Fi. Yeah. Uh, do you wanna write in the chat, Jessica? Yeah. Uh, if you write it down, I can answer. Oh, okay. So what did you learn from writing this book? <laughs> That's the question. Um, a lot of stories. That's that's probably the part that I love the most. Um, as you know, uh, the book uh, is full of stories of, uh, you know, successful people uh, in, in music, uh, in, in books, uh, in sports, uh, in business. And most of the story, yeah, some of the stories are pretty famous. I don't know, like Jack Ma, uh, you know, Michael Jordan, J.K. Rowling, uh, Stephen King. Those are pretty famous people with pretty famous stories. But other stories uh, were not so famous. And when I was writing the book and I was, you know, doing a lot of research for 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 the stories. I try to spend a lot of time reading about successful people and reading about the process you know, about the path. Uh, that's the important thing. I, I, I strongly believe that. I mean, it's not the moment when they when they have the, you know, successful moments 
but it's what they did in the past. You know, what was the process that brought them there? Uh, and most of the stories for me were completely new. So that's probably the, I don't know, the most beautiful thing that I learned during the, you know, the, 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 the month uh, that I spent writing the, the books. So a lot of great stories uh, from a lot of great people uh, with a lot of great examples that I was able to learn from. And that's, that, that was something really, really great for me. Thank you. Yeah, I, think I have just two follow-up uh, questions about uh, what uh, you just said in these two questions, in these two answers. The first is uh, related to data. Um, I'm fascinated about them and I wanted to know uh, how uh, to get the right data, what, are, what sources can, can we use uh, and uh, how can we understand what are the right metrics uh, for our idea. And the other one is, um, uh, I don't remember it. So, <laughs> so let's start it's, with it's the emotion. first one. <laughs> I'm sorry for that, but yes, the first was about data and how to get. <laughs> okay, we can start from there. Don't worry. Um, this is a huge one. Uh, we need probably, I don't know, four hours to talk about it. But I will say that uh, there are a lot of books, uh, a lot of great books that you can you can read and start from there. Uh, when we talk about data, uh, we have to understand that uh, you need tools, you need the right tools uh, to collect and read the data, but it's not enough. You need to understand the data and you need to make the data, the data actionable. That's the you know the most important part and also the trickiest part. Uh, I would say that you can start uh, from a great book that it's called Lean Analytics. Uh, that's a good one. If you love uh, reading, uh, it's a good one. Uh, and also my second book, uh, there is a lot about data. Uh, the, 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 the name is um, Growth Hacking Mindset. Uh, there are a couple of chapters about data and you know the, the how to read them, uh, how to uh, make the data actionable, you know, uh, and having using the data to basically to make decisions in your project or in your business. Not all the data is is good data. That's something important to understand. So you also need to filter a little bit. Uh, but it depends a lot from the kind of project you are working on, and also it depends a lot from the you know the step uh, where you are. So if you are you know, starting right now, you need different data from, uh, I don't know, a startup that has worked on a product for two years. That it's a completely different situation from a corporate that has, I don't know, being on the market for the last 20 years. So there is not a single answer to the question, you know, uh, do this, do that. Uh, it's mostly about having a process, you know, having a tool, having a process, understand, okay, I mean, in this business, in this step, so that's what I need to uh, that's the data I need right now, you know, for my for my decision. Um, yeah, yeah, that's it. Thank you very much. I remembered the, the other question, and uh, okay. we talked about stories uh, and how they uh, improved uh, you, let's say, in writing the book. And um, uh, there are fascinating stories. I didn't know the story, for example, of uh, Alfonsina Strada that for me, was uh, incredibly uh, amazing. And uh, I wanted to know, how did you arrive at these stories? How was this process of seeking for interesting stories? How did you select it? Because uh, 
we don't know so many things uh, and it's uh, incredible for me this number of stories yes uh well in the book there are like i don't know probably 20 or 25 uh, stories but i think uh, that i read more than 100 uh, you know while doing the research for for the book uh basically i try to uh to put in the book the stories that were inspiring for me so the idea was okay if alfonsina strada is inspiring for me it's going to be inspiring also for you know my readers that was the basic idea uh you know behind the whole the whole story thing um and uh i love reading that's that's the that's the trick i love reading so uh, I was reading a lot, uh, you know, books about successful people, uh, not only in books, but also online, uh, watching a lot of videos on YouTube. There are a lot of websites uh, where you can find like lists of uh, famous people uh, with huge failure, uh, you know, in their uh, in their process. And that's also something that I was looking for. So I tried to put in the book not only stories about, you know, successful people, but successful people with great failure uh, that y- where you can learn from. Uh, and that was important for me. I mean, I didn't want to tell you, oh, this is Alfonsina Strada. She's great. The whole the whole you know idea behind the stories was this is Alfonsina Strada. Today we think she's great, but actually, you know, uh, she struggled a lot. <laughs> and from the struggle, we can learn a lot. So that's the, that, that was the idea. And I used, you know, that approach to select the stories that I put in the book. Thank you very much. Very, very interesting and fascinating guest. Yeah, great guys. So um, if you have some questions for Ophelia, don't be yeah. shy. I have a, I have a, yes. a, a question more, more personally, if I can, because I, I haven't read uh, the, the book yet. I'm sorry, Raffaele. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, don't uh, worry. Go for it. I'm curious, uh, why did you go to live uh, abroad? Uh, I, I know that uh, you live uh, in London, right? Yeah. Why did you, live, uh, to, why did you go to live abroad? For, uh, for work, for opportunity, or for other stuff, for our personal stuff? Actually, uh, because I followed my wife. Uh, ah, she okay. works here uh, in the UK. And, you know, I just need a laptop and an internet connection. So I say, okay, I can follow you and I can be here for her, basically. But, uh, you know, once I'm here in London, uh, it's also pretty good to being in London because for the topics that I work on, uh, you know, innovation, startups, uh, digital marketing, this is the place to be in Europe. I mean, the most important things happens here. Uh, so it's also great to be here here you know work side but the main reason i'm here is for my wife follow follow the love <laughs> yes okay yes, thank you absolutely <laughs> i have a question too perfect nice to meet you i'm domenico hi domenico um, I think uh, that um, um, all the people we follow, this this kind of fun we are in, um, um, following uh, the stories of uh, inspiring people, is um, uh, all these people have uh, working hard in common, I think. And uh, for example, I follow you, I think you are a successful person, and my prejudice is that you work very hard too. 
So, um, what do you think? Uh, where do you think is the limit be between uh, working hard, patience, and uh, living a good life? And how do you do you find your balance? Mm. Uh, I see what you mean, uh, and I think uh, there is a huge difference between um, hard work and smart work. And when I, what I do, it's not working hard; it's working smart. Um, and that's what I suggest every time to my clients, to my students. So I'm not the kind of person that works, uh, you know, all the weekends or until late every night. Absolutely not. Uh, I try to take, you know, a good care of my of myself, and I always try to find, you know, a life work balance. That's that's really important, especially today. I mean, in this strange situation that everyone is living right now, all around the world. So I think that, that uh, uh, you know, the, the, um, the answer to your question is basically working smart uh, and not working hard. Uh, for example, I mean, at the moment right now, I work, I would say, four or five hours per day. And that's not working hard. That's working smart, you know, uh, having the right people uh, with me, you know, working with me and being able to say no to some projects. That's the thing that I'm doing in the last couple of years and that completely changed the way I work. Thanks for the answer. And uh, did you, um, had, had you, have you had a change in your uh, working life? Have you had uh, a period where you always thought about working, uh, outbalancing work out of life? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Uh, I mean, I started from there and I, I had a, a huge breakdown a few years ago. It was really bad. Uh, I talk about it also in the book. Uh, I mean, a little bit. Uh, I talk about, you know, this blackout that I had a few years ago. Uh, it was really bad. It was really bad. It was like, you know, the bottom, the bottom of my career. And that's the moment I realized, okay, this is not going to work. Uh, you know, I cannot do this forever. I need a different system, you know, I need a different process, I need a different a different way to work, a better way to work. And then what's, and then I realized, you know, that it was important to find a, a life work balance and also starting to, uh, you know, working smart, as I said before, it was it was because of that. So I had a really bad moment and I realized that I needed to change something to improve my, you know, the quality of my life. <laughs> before the quality of my work. Okay, so there was a, a, a big change. Yeah, it was huge. Mine it was very, very, very big. It was a very, very big, I would say, yes. Thank you. Okay, cool, guys. Uh, if you have uh, other questions for, for Rafael, um, you can ask you can ask them now. Uh, I mean, I have a question for Rafael, but uh, you know, if you, if you have some, uh, <laughs> it, it's it's right that you that you ask this question. Otherwise, yeah, I, go go for it. Don't worry, go for it. Bob. Okay, okay, I go for it. Okay, yeah, uh, you talked about you know working smart, and so um, um, one thing I, I I thought you know my 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 question for you is how do you manage uh, your time? I mean. Um, do you have, I don't know, weekly goals? Uh, do you have long-term goals? And then 
uh, you know, short-term goals and then you divide your goals in little steps, uh, how do you do it? Uh, I, use, uh, I use different tools and different strategies. So I work on goals. So as you mentioned, I have both, you know, long-term goals and short-term goals. Uh, uh, I delegate a lot and that's really, really important. Uh, I also do a lot of to-do list. I always have like, I don't know, to-do list of something. <laughs> uh, I, I journal a lot. So right now I have three different journals on my desk. I journal a lot uh, and this helps me a lot, you know, also to understand, okay, what I did today, uh, you know, uh, what worked, uh, what uh, didn't work, uh, what can I improve tomorrow? Um, yeah, uh, I, I use several tools like, I don't know, I love Trello, for example, to organize my day, to organize my task, uh, to organize stuff with people that are working with me. So it depends. There are a lot of, you know, tools and strategies and tactics. Uh, I, I don't believe in the, like, I don't believe in the perfect tool or in the perfect strategy. Uh, you have to experiment a lot. Even here, you have to experiment a lot and try to find, you know, the, the, uh, the best one for you, basically. Okay, and uh, and yeah, one other question I wanted to answer. You know, your philosophy. I mean, uh, the way you um, speak, the way you uh, you know put out content, um, reminds me a lot of the uh, um, Stoic philosophy. Okay, so I wanted to ask you. Uh, you know, do you do you read uh, you know books from uh, Stoic philosophers? Uh, do you know Ryan Holiday? I, I think so. Uh, but you know, what kind of book can you recommend us uh, in this sense? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, I love Ryan Holiday. Uh, he's probably one of the most important uh, author for me today. Uh, he has had a huge influence on me, and uh, he's also the one that you know uh, uh, first told me uh, about you know the Stoics philosopher. Uh, I love Stoics philosophy. Mm -hmm. You know, Seneca, uh, Epictetus, uh, Marcus Aurelius, uh, Ciceron, all of them. I have several books about them uh, in my over there in my library. Uh, I love it. I mean, I love the way. Well, when we talk about philosophy, most of the time we always think, you know, I don't know, it's fluff uh, most of the time, but. Something that I love about, you know, Stoic philosophy is the thing that it's really something that you can apply in your like day to day life, in real life, every single time. I don't know. It's just pragmatic and, and I love it. <laughs> I love it. So you, you said books. Uh, uh, there are several books from Brian Holiday that I love. Uh, Ego is the Enemy is a great one. Probably one of the best books he's ever written. Uh, stillness is the key. It's a great book that also uh, gave me the idea of a book about uh, patience. It was a great influence. Uh, I would say start from these two and then read everything from Ryan Oide. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm currently reading The Daily Stoic uh, and uh, I, I just suggest to everyone uh, who, who's here to read um, uh, the Daily Stoic because it's also good for your English because you, know, you read one page a day, so it, it's a good tool. You know, it's a good book to create the habit of of reading a little in English every day. 
Yeah. I, I, I actually read uh, Ego is the Enemy and I also read The Obstacle is the Way. And, uh, and it's, it's very cool. And, and I, I will read uh, A Perennial Seller, which is a book who uh, you mentioned in, in one of your... Uh, yeah, last- that was great. That was great. Uh, it's underrated, I think. Uh, it was one of the best books that I read uh, last year in 2020. Uh, and it was like, you know, the right book in the right moment. I don't know if it happens to you also that sometimes you have like the right book in the right moment. Yes. And Perennial Seller in April, I don't remember April or May 2020. So, you know, just at the beginning of the whole lockdown situation, uh, it was it was really important for me. It was the, you know, the the, the book for that moment. And he ha- it helped me also to, you know, understand uh, a few things that were going on in my business and to make a couple of important decisions. Okay. So and and i just want to ask you a question since you know we are um uh, in 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 an english course basically so i wanted to ask you a question about english if you don't mind so um so when you moved to london you already knew english or you started learning english uh when you went to london uh i, I don't know what is your relationship with english uh well before london i was already living in the uk i was in cambridge and before Cambridge, uh, I have lived uh, in Amsterdam. Okay. Uh, I've lived in San Francisco in the US. Uh, okay. <laughs> I've lived in uh, Reykjavik in, in Iceland. Uh, I mean, I love traveling. And I also love the idea, you know, of uh, not having a single place that I call home. Um, I mean, I love Italy, but I love the idea of, you know, being part of the world. So yeah. when I can, I always try to travel. Uh, every year I spend a lot of time in France and in Spain. Uh, I love traveling. I just love traveling and I always love the idea of, uh, you know, living outside Italy. And that's what I did in the past. Even if it was for a short, um, you know, period of time, like, I don't know, a couple of months, six months, a year. Uh, now I'm in the UK. Uh, I've been here, I think, for six years, probably five or six years. So this is the longest. But so I, I knew English before. Uh, I mean, not very well, uh, but I always loved, you know, watching movies and and TV shows in in English. So that's how I started, actually. Uh, You know, uh, I didn't take any online courses or, you know, uh, having a teacher or something like that. I I was just I was just in just watching movies and and TV shows in in, in English with subtitles the whole time. And that's something that I still do today. Uh, And then I moved here. And, you know, when you start talking English every day, uh, you improve uh, a little bit, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's 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 the thing. Yeah, and today I also read most of the books in in English, so it helps a lot that too. Thank you very much for your answer. Yeah, I think a practice when you learn a language is uh, is probably one of the most underrated and, and important factors. You know, when if you want to learn English, you gotta speak English. You know what I mean. So it's, uh, I think that, you know, being abroad, yeah, you've been abroad, so you had the possibility to speak English in a lot of different places. And uh, so you, you learned a lot from, from, from practice and also from passive learning, you know, by reading or by uh, watching videos in English. <laughs> and uh, I don't want to look like a stalker, but I know that you, uh, you, you really like the, the, the page about linguistic, I don't remember the name, the page, the, the page, or the Instagram page about linguistic. Uh, 
what is there is one page uh, which you you repost uh, some of the. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't remember the name, but you know they, they're green. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See what I mean? I don't remember the name. Uh, the language nerds, I think. The language nerds. Check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this one. Yeah, this one. Yeah. Language nerds. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love them. I mean, they are really, really, they are super funny. They are super yeah. funny. That's that's why I love it. I mean, if you like jokes about language and this kind of stuff, this kind of you know puns, you are gonna love it. <laughs> do Do you speak any other language other than Italian and English? Uh, nope. I don't know if dialect is a language, but I do speak yes. dialect <laughs> better than my Italian and my English, actually. Yeah, yeah, I can relate. I speak my dialect better than my Italian and my English. Okay, guys. So. Um, I don't know if you, if you have some questions for Raffaele, uh, you can ask them now or otherwise uh, we will just uh, say bye to Raffaele, thank him and... Uh, yes, uh, I have a question for you. Yeah. Yeah. Which are your ideas and projects for the future, I mean for the next years? Okay, so uh, probably the most important thing uh, I'm going to work uh, I'm going to work on is my academy. Um, it's my main project right now. Uh, it was not, I mean, uh, like a year ago, it was not my main project. Today is my main project I, and I want to I wanna make it bigger. So that's one thing for sure. Uh, I have uh, two ideas for two more books. And uh, one I think is going to be out in next year. I don't know exactly when, but I'm going to work on it uh, in the next few months. And uh, what else? What else? I don't know. The, I, I had a, a, an idea about, you know, offline stuff before the whole lockdown and, and pandemic situation. And now it's on hold. So I don't know how I feel about it anymore. Uh, but I had an idea of doing something offline that it was really, I don't know, it was too big. Uh, this is on hold right now, so I would say books and academy are my main priorities at the moment. Okay, thank you. I, I want to try uh, to ask you, maybe uh, I think it's too specific in digital, so I don't know. Um, I met you on uh, maybe on Instagram one week, one year ago, maybe you know, with the an advertising post on social and I was surprised about your profile because uh, um, you use or you are you 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 are the first people that I know that um, use the SEO strategic in order to create post I know for example in the first post of a carousel use a typical uh, SEO strategy so the seven seven way in order to create content, for example, and uh, so I want to ask you how the, um, is important create a mix of uh, I don't know social uh, strategy, sales strategy, or something. Uh, well, uh, I mean, if I use it, it means that uh, I care about it and I believe in it. Uh, so for me, it's really important. I mean, it's not the only way to create content. For sure, there are probably better way or uh, different ways to do that. But that's the way I always worked. Uh, that's the, 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 the approach that I love. I mean, if you 
if you take a look to my YouTube channel, for example, or my blog, you can see that it's the same approach, you know, on different social media. So Instagram, YouTube, uh, blog, and you have videos and you have images and you have, you know, uh, long form text. Uh, but the approach behind it is basically the same. So, yeah, for me, it's really, really important. But I also understand that it's not the way that, you know, everyone out there has to work on their on their content. But uh, I love it. That's why I do it. It's a part of uh, your personal branding. Yeah, also. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. okay. Thanks. Okay. So uh... the last. Go. <laughs> We have Fabio. Yeah. Fabio. <laughs> um, just a question um, on the startup world. Uh, from uh, your point of view, uh, does an Italian uh, startup uh, have uh, more difficult than uh, those created in uh, in England or not? <laughs> that's that's a good one. Um, I have to say yes. Uh, <laughs> I know. I, ha I have to say yes. I mean, I, I, I didn't want to, but but that's the reality. Uh, that's the reality. So the startup ecosystem uh, has increased, improved a lot, you know, and grow a lot in the last, I would say, five years. But it's still, it's not the UK. Uh, but it's also not the, the, the Spain or France or Germany. I mean, we are like the last one in Europe. <laughs> the, the last one for real. I mean, uh, for numbers and investments, you know, and the whole ecosystem. It's just, you know, not as good as the one you can find in other countries. Uh, I mean, I, I don't want to talk about the US and the Silicon Valley. I'm just talking about Europe. But if you compare the Italian ecosystem and then you see numbers in France or with Spain, for example, they are huge. I mean, they have people believing in the whole, you know, startup ecosystem, uh, putting money in it, you know, investments and building something for the future. And that's something that I don't see in Italy. Uh, not right now. I know, I know. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so last question from someone or? Okay, are we okay? Perfect. Okay, so Rafael, uh, thank you very much for for being here. I mean, it was such a pleasure. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that, that you were here. We are happy that, that you were here. And uh, guys, I suggest you if you if you didn't if you haven't done it before, just read uh, L'arte e la pazienza. Uh, it's a very great book. And uh, follow Raffaele on is on YouTube. I think your main channel now is YouTube, right? I, I'm everywhere, but yes, the the main ones are YouTube and LinkedIn. So you can follow me there, or if you if if you prefer Instagram, also also Instagram. Thanks for inviting me uh, yeah. today and for having me. And I know ha have a great time. Thank you, Raffaele. Bye-bye. Thank, 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 Thank you. 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 Th